Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fabulous Three, myself, Miss Tam, and my man, Front Row Kenny. How are you guys doing today? What it do, Renee? What it do, Kenny? I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in forever. It does seem like a long time. <laughs> Let Kenny go first because I already know how you doing, Renee. You hot because I'm hot. And if you guys don't yeah. know, we're in Los Angeles, California, and it is hot, hot, hot. What was that song? Hot, hot, hot. We're feeling yeah. hot, hot, hot. <laughs> I think that was before Kenny time. Wait. Kenny, I do know the song, but I don't know who, who named it. Were you born before the Macarena song? <laughs> oh, God. Wait, do you even know what the Macarena song is? I do. I don't know what year it came out, though. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. I know the song, but I was born in 90. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear you now. We asked you, did you, were you born before the Macarena if it was before 95, then I would say, if it was before 95, then I still know what the song is. That's the crazy part. I just don't know what year it came out. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I've I don't heard of it, though, at least. came out either. Yeah, remember uh, Right Said Fred? Um, too yeah, sexy that. for my shirt. Too sexy for my yeah. something, something. It hurts. That, that was early 90s or late 80s? I don't know, man. That's when music was just fun and happy. I don't. Know I still know a little on. something. <laughs> I know a little <laughs> something. I do like my. I do like my eighties and my nineties and my seventies as well. Uh, when it comes to music, so whose song get into the groove? <laughs> you said what song? Whose song get into the groove? Boy, you gotta move. I've heard that song. Can't oh, tell you the Madonna. name, but I've heard in the that, song. Isn't that Madonna? Renee, I know you know. But it was a yeah. question for Kenny. Oh, sorry. I've heard the song at least. <laughs> okay, that's like okay. We're gonna talk some NASCAR, but just to give you guys a history lesson, once upon a time, all music was the same. I guess there was always like country and rhythm and blues and that. But I feel like, especially out this way in California, everything was universal for us. We didn't necessarily listen. To one type of music. Like we all knew Madonna songs. We all knew Michael Jackson. We all knew Wham. Oh my God. What's a Wham song, Renee, real quick? With Boy George. Careless Whisper? Wham? Careless Whisper. Oh, okay. I, I have heard of Careless Whisper too, see? <laughs> wake me up before you go, oh, wake go. Wake me up, yeah. Wham actually had a lot of good hits. Man, oh my goodness, I can talk music. We can talk about Hall and Oates. We can talk about, shoot, Genesis. <laughs> hey, shout out, hey, here's the thing, shout like, out SOS Band. That's another one I like from back in the day. So SOS <laughs> my was, I think, more of my mother's time, but I know all the SOS songs. Yeah, SOS, good band. I feel like yes. in our generation, Renee and I, like, like, I grew up listening to soft rock. I, like, you know, it just was what it was. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. Music just started to divide. And then it just <laughs> became like, like, I vividly remember when rap started becoming like hardcore. And I was like, yeah, I'm more of an East Coast person. I I was more of a De La Soul 
and Tribe Called Quest, but... Hey, you know, there we go. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, I liked a lot of the New York rappers, but then it was like, L.A. was like gangster, gangster. And I was like, no, I just want to dance and have fun, fun. <laughs> okay, <laughs> enough about that. So, Renee is hot and I am hot because if you guys don't know, in Los Angeles, it's been 110 minimum. It's actually where Renee lives at is was 120 on Sunday. And where I live at, it was 111. And I know you guys are like, wait, you got, you're you both in Los Angeles. We are, but he's more inland than I am. I'm closer to the beach, closer to LAX. So where I live at, it's typically a little bit cooler than when you're off away from the water. Yeah. That's just like basic. I don't know, weatherman stuff. <laughs> okay, let's talk about... Well, first of all, I didn't let anybody answer any questions. Ren- Kenny, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty chill, I got to say. Wasn't wasn't too crazy. Renee? I definitely watched, See, I definitely watched I F1 race. Cutting oh, people sorry. off. <laughs> <laughs> Renee, how was your weekend? Weekend was uh, pretty well easy. I mean, just, you know, not my typical uh, Renee Garcia type of uh, weekend, but... Uh, I, I really just worked a lot, and I think that's just kind of how I've been keeping keeping my time of just not doing anything else. I just work, 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 and work. <laughs> so he makes money, money, money. Yeah, there you go. So two words, and these words are words of the great Louis Frank. And if you guys know, Louis Frank is, everybody knows Louis Frank. He is a OG NASCAR writer. He's been in the game for a couple of decades, if not more. And I made a comment about the NASCAR race or was it the Formula One race? And he was like, two words, it's 2020. And it was actually about the Formula One race because as Kenny alluded to, that race was bananas. I'm just still baffled as to what happened. But I'm sure if you are listening to this podcast, obviously you're a NASCAR fan, but you probably also watch a little bit of Formula One. And that was bananas because in all honesty, I was like, who are these people on the podium? Like, where are the familiars? And then the fact that Ferrari is embarrassing at this point. Like, I actually said the next time I go out, I was going to wear some of my Ferrari gear. And then I was like, uh. Not that people in California keep up that much with Formula One, but I'm like, dude, I may have to bust out some of my Mercedes gear because I, you know, if you know anything, you know, Ferrari is my dream car, but Mercedes is the car that I currently drive. And I'm conflicted because I root for Lewis Hamilton, but I aspire to own a Ferrari. And I just feel like I cannot be representing Ferrari motorsports because Mercedes motorsports is as they used to say back in the day jamming on the one I don't know what's going on with Ferrari but I'm just rambling that was hashtag Tam's rant so let's jump into some NASCAR talk really quick we were at we were at Darlington and yeah it was throwback but it wasn't like a throwback race because it wasn't like we're used to seeing with the wives and everybody dressed up and on pit row and on, you know, before the race, we get a chance to see all these amazing 
get-ups, and when I say get-ups, I mean outfits, as you guys know, but it just wasn't the same. (sighs) With that being said, I'm going to be honest, I did not watch a lot of the race because it was a big TV day on Sunday. It started off with the Formula One race, and then from there, it was tennis, and it was NBA, and then it was time for my TV shows. It was the season finale for P-Valley. It was actually the season premiere. Well, actually, it was the show premiere for Power Book 2, which is the spinoff from Power and Love Country. I mean, it was just an action-packed TV day. So NASCAR gets most of my attention on a Sunday, but not this Sunday. So with that being said, I do know who the top 10 was, and I will give that to you as well as some notables and give you guys an update on the playoffs. Top 10, Kevin Harvick won that damn thing, and I think I actually picked him to win, if I'm not mistaken. I know I picked either Harvick or Hamlin, so. You did. Yeah. Austin Dillon, for all the haters, Austin said, hey. Austin came in second, Joy Logano third, Eric Jones, top five. He came in fourth. William Byron came in fifth. Alex Bowman, sixth. Kyle Bush, seventh. Kurt Bush, eighth. Interesting. Kurt and Kyle just been back to back, it seems like every week. Eric Amarola came in ninth. And Clint Boyer, who is really on the verge of not making the cutoff, came in tenth. Notables, as you guys know. Until the end of the season, the two notables will always be Matt Kenseth, who came in 14th, and Jimmy Johnson, who came in 18th. Additional notables for this week and moving forward will all will always will also include playoff drivers who did not come in the top 10. Brad Keselowski came in P11. Cole Custer. I had to think about it for a minute. I was like, Cole, who is Cole? Because I wrote some notes. Cole Custer came in 12th. Denny Hamlin, outside the top 10, came in 13th, but that's okay because he's going to have a comeback next week. Chase Elliott came in 21st. Matt DiBettadetto, as in Matty D, came in 21st. And Truex Jr. came in 22nd. Oh, and Ryan Blaney came in 24th. So that rounds out the playoff drivers. And if you're wondering, not that you can't go to NASCAR.com, but since we're talking and we're talking NASCAR, I just want to give you guys an update so you have it fresh in your mind. Playoffs. Harvick won the damn thing and therefore is remaining in the top spot in terms of points. Hamlin, because Hamlin had already won five races, so he, so he is still up there and he's in P2. Joy Logano, P3, Brad Kozlowski, P4, Alex Bowman is in 5th, Truex Jr., 6th, Chase Elliott, 7th, Austin Dillon, 8th, William Byron, ninth, Kyle Bush, 10th, Kurt Bush, 11th, and Eric Amarola, 12th. After playoffs started today, Clint Boyer, who's in 13th, Cole Custer in 14th, Matt the better dental, who's in 15th, and Ryan Blaney, who's in 16th, which is kind of hard to believe, but it is a fact they would be out of the playoffs. So I have talked straight probably 7, 10, <laughs> 15 minutes. So what say you, Kenny, about the race? I know you're probably eager to talk about Chase Elliott and your boy 
Truex Jr., I'm not quite sure how they had their entanglement, and I say entanglement <laughs> with quotations, and if anybody knows <laughs> what I'm talking about, it's alluding to, uh, what's her name? It, so basically, Will Smith's wife was in an entanglement <laughs> with a rapper. Google it. Kenny, what say you? Yeah, so we went into this weekend at Darlington. The craziest thing about this weekend is, like you mentioned about the throwbacks, I know some people had mentioned on Twitter I saw that the novelty of the throwback weekend is kind of like falling off, I guess you could say. I think this is going on about, I believe, about five years or six years in a row we've done this now. I think ever since NBC came back to NASCAR to do races again, we've been doing that on Labor Day weekend. And I mean, I guess it kind of has its moments here and there. And I know this year for all the throwbacks, it was whatever era, whatever year you want. There wasn't like a 90s, 80s or 60s or 70s theme this year. It was just whatever happens, um, happens and whatever team drops some. Some teams didn't participate, which is, you know, some people get a little peeved about it. (laughs) But, uh, hey, listen, I thought it was fine in that regard. I'm not really one to say like whether whether or not it needs to come back every single year maybe it just needs to come back every other year or something of that nature i'm not really sure what to do about that but maybe maybe it just has worn off for some people like you said but overall i thought the saturday race was the xfinity race was the best race of the weekend to me personally and i kind of went in the weekend knowing that it more than likely was and it's not just because i want to say that because i'm not really the biggest fan of how how racing has been at Darlington for the last two years, but it's more so that the Xfinity package is pretty much what Cup should have at this point. There is no question about it. And then I also think that this is probably a race that needs to be run in the daytime, if anything, because honestly, that track is just meant for that. It's hot. It's slick. It's abrasive on tires because of the sand that's produced by the track, given this location. That's what typically makes it really good. And people can run up against each other and actually race. And there's no issue like how we had with Truex and Chase Elliott with an entanglement, as you would say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With those two at the end. And that was just a product of what what happens now. When Chase was running him down, you can hardly pass somebody because Truex has clean air in front of him. So with that being said, he can't really just get around him like any other time. So... What happened was pretty crazy. Truex definitely did not clear him or his spotter was not supposed to clear him because he was not ready for that. And that kind of ended both of their days and ruined both of their days. Luckily, Truex and Chase have more of a have more of a buffer on the points. So they're good to go for right now going into Richmond and Bristol for now. But I think it was um a decent weekend. But that's just Darlington in a nutshell. I mean, it's not going to be a short track barn burner where it's bumping and banging the entire way. It's going to be super exciting and long, the, the entire race. It's an endurance race. So you're not going to try and tear your stuff up on lap 150, knowing that you have 367 laps to complete. It's just not going to work that way. So I don't know what the general consensus or what people are expecting, but you're just not going to get that bumping and banging like short track. We've got two weeks in a row of that. So you get that this upcoming week or these upcoming weeks, but you know, it was a decent race for Darlington, in my opinion. Okay, two questions to what you just said, or I guess maybe one's a comment and one's a question, and this question will be for Renee. is for both of you guys if you want to answer it. So one comment observation. 
Somebody I remember posted on Twitter that this is like the fifth or sixth night race we've had in a row. I don't remember because at this point in a season, I feel like everything starts to blend together. It never fails. I feel like Renee, I think you know, because Kenny came in on the podcast on season two or three, but Renee and I get fatigued around playoffs. We're just over it and we're ready for the break. But yeah, <laughs> is that is that correct that this is like the fifth night race in a row? Or no. Okay. No, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, that's not. That's yeah, not I didn't correct. Think so, I can, I was I like, can I mean, definitely tell you that. Maybe, maybe they were on the West Coast. We have night races coming up, so it would. So last week we're in Daytona. This past weekend was Darlington. Richmond is at night. Bristol is at night, and Las Vegas, in quote, runs at night on the on the East Coast, but it's okay. not going to finish at dark. So, so maybe I misunderstood. Maybe he was saying, or she, I just can't remember who on Twitter said it, maybe they were saying that it's going to be five or six night races in a row, perhaps. Yeah, I believe that would what was the consensus because we're going, so that's Daytona, Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol. So that's four in a row. So that's what that is. Okay, so I stand corrected. Well, I said I wasn't sure, so I don't know if I'm standing corrected. Okay, so the question for Renee first and then you, Kenny. Does the dust up with Martin Truex Jr. and Chase Elliott, is that kind of like, and and I'm not comparing it to Kurt Busch and Dale Jr. because we all know how that played off. But do you feel that people will hate Truex more because it's Chase Elliott and Chase Elliott essentially is like our new Dale Jr. Like he can do no wrong and the people he's the people's driver. So yeah. do you feel as if this will make some fans feel a certain type of way moving forward towards Truex Jr.? Uh, you know, I, I kind of thought about that, too, because I was uh, thinking kind of along the same lines as what you were talking about, Tam, just as far as Chase being kind of like the, the new face of NASCAR kind of sort of. Um, but, but I don't, I don't really think so. Not, not, not in that particular way, but maybe, maybe throughout the rest of this playoffs, probably, uh, I can see where fans might take more of a, uh, disliking the Truex, you know, because it's Chase. Uh, but, but as far as anything past a couple of these next couple of races, I, I don't see it going any further than that. What do you think, Kenny? Yeah, I don't think this is going to like send anything over the roof for for Truex in terms of fans not really liking him. I think there's already a consensus of those fans that don't like him. But in this case, I know Junior and Chase have a similar fan base in terms of like no do wrong. But in this situation, I got to say there was nothing wrong that Chase did. He had no choice to do what he did, to be honest with you. You can't you can't lift out of situations like that. Hell, I wouldn't have lifted. There's no way in the world I would have because <laughs> yeah. you just have that much momentum going. Once you get a run, you have to commit to it. And if you don't commit to it because of the momentum based of how things are now, you have to keep going. You ain't got no choice. But Truex definitely had a situation where he where he wasn't cleared. But the, the thing is, as someone pointed out, is I think if this was the other way around, Truex probably wouldn't have been as happy, I feel like, if it was the other way around. But I just don't know what it is about Chase this year and it comes to the Gibbs cars. Because if we go back to May, 
we talk about Kyle Busch and Chase, and then we've got Martin Truex and Chase this time. I don't know what it is with the Gibbs cars and Chase Elliott, but it is pretty crazy. And we'll see how that goes along throughout the rest of the playoffs. But I don't expect any retaliation uh, going forward. If we were going to Bristol uh, before Richmond, maybe, but not this time. Okay, well... I personally feel like people already started to hate Martin Truex Jr. because he won so much. And as you guys know, everyone hates a winner. So that is yep. my thought. Yeah. I don't. I agree with that too. Yeah, I agree. And the with... underdog. Yes. Because <laughs> he used I... to be the underdog. Everyone loved him. Yeah. It's crazy how times change. I agree with both of you guys, though. I don't think it will go any further. I just honestly feel like this is not the old NASCAR. Like, you know, we don't have any real rivalries. People like who they like. I do feel like low key. I think that in a bit, they're going to start hating on Kevin Harvick. Like right now, Kevin can do no wrong because he's winning. But I feel like if he continues to win like this next year, people are going to just find a reason to hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody likes a winner. Well, I do, but. A lot of people don't. Okay, so moving on. What else is happening in NASCAR? We talked about the night races that are coming up. You know what? Let's talk about... So personally, as I alluded to at the beginning of this call, like I'm diehard. I'm every Sunday locked into the races. But this Sunday, I just had too much TV to watch. And I don't really watch a lot of TV. But Sundays, it's particularly the particularly this Sunday, was everything. It was too much going on. But I will say this. I felt like I watched three other programs and flipped back and the NASCAR race was still on. So are the races too long? No, I don't think I don't think that's the issue, right? Like I, I've, I've discussed this with people more than once. But when we talk about the crown jewels, so we say the Southern 500, the Brickyard 400, even though I typically will leave that one out sometimes. Daytona 500, Coke Zero, I mean, excuse me, the Coke 600. So we got four crown jewels on the calendar, right? Those are some of the longer races that we have in the year, especially the Coke 600 and the Southern 500 being the second longest, I believe. That race is always long. And I'm actually fine with those staying as is. Now, do, would I prefer that race not to be at night? Yes, I prefer that race to be at the daytime all day, every day at Darlington. No doubt about it. Again, if you watch Saturday for my Xfinity fans, you understand exactly where I'm coming from. Because I, like I said, I think that's the best series right now in NASCAR without question. There's like no debating it or anything, but they have the perfect length when it comes to race length. You got 200 miles, right? On any other racetrack, there's some tracks that have like four or 500 mile races. I think the 200, 300 mile limit is okay to do throughout the rest of the season. And I think that's where IndyCar and IMSA both have, you know, have some type of balance in their schedule. Like we have the Rolex 24 hours. We have Sebring is 12 hours. You have Road Atlanta, which is 10 hours. Those are like all spread out, right? But then in between, you've got races that are like two and a half hours or an hour and a half. I think that's just the perfect time. And again, again, when we talk about endurance, besides the crown jewels, I don't think anybody's going to really have that much attrition anywhere else. Cars don't blow up like they used to. 
we don't break cars down in general as it is. So the idea of endurance every single week or on more of a regular basis outside of the crown jewel, to me, I think that novelty is worn off because things have just gotten better. Technology has gotten better. Cars have gotten better. They can last long. I think you could probably race those cars three races in a, in a, in a weekend and they will be fine because that's just how far we've gotten in technology. We haven't done it yet, but we've gotten that far. So I think that's where I say you got to start looking at the rest of the schedule and saying, okay, where can we put 300 mile races here or twin races on a Saturday and Sunday? If you're going to do that, if that's what you're, you know, if you want the complete value, I think you got to start looking at that. That's just my opinion, but I don't know what you guys think. Let me know. Everything's too long around this time of the season for me. Like, I feel like <laughs> I should be excited about the playoffs, but yeah, you know, it just, I, 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 was, uh, I was kind of thinking the same thing, Tab. I was like, well, you know what? It's not that, that, that I, 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 like me personally, it's not that I think that the races are too long, but it's just that when we get to this part of the, uh, of the season where it is the playoffs, we're, 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 we're hoping that it, it comes like just, the end of the season comes quicker than we want it to. And then it makes it seem like the races are just going on and on forever. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, we've been plugging away since February, so I can yeah. like, understand. But I think also with where we used to be at, at a time in NASCAR, the, the season was about 27 to 29 races a season before it got expanded to 36. So maybe... What what do you guys think? Would you ha- want to have a season with less races, like in terms of like 27, 28, 29 a year? Of course. Yeah, I feel like it should be. First of all, NASCAR is the longest season of any sport. Like football is what? What is football? 11 weeks? September till 16 weeks plus playoffs. So that's what, right. 20 weeks well, in no, total, I think? They, I mean, well, it's kind of hard because of this season, They they're getting rid of the preseason games but i guess it was what four preseasons games yeah if, you t- if you're just talking regular season then yeah it's about 20 weeks or so yeah and nascar goes almost a whole full year like it's banana so i would perfectly be happy with 26 races so maybe first of all there are 10 10 races in the playoffs so maybe 16 regular season races and no, that's not that's not an even ratio. So maybe sixteen to eighteen. Regular so I mean, season the season races. ratio isn't isn't um isn't ratio either because I mean it's twenty six regular season and ten to finish it off. Well, no, I was saying the way I was calculating it, I was thinking gotcha. like twenty six and ten. But yeah, it's just incredibly long. Like I will always maintain the stance that NASCAR should end before the NFL season begins or it should be right on the heels of, you know, it should be minimum overlap because I feel that's basically IndyCar. Yeah. Because you think about, okay, this Sunday. And again, I know these are unique circumstances, but I was like overwhelmed. I watched NBA games. I've watched tennis. I've watched NASCAR. I've watched, TV shows on HBO and on show, well, no, not Showtime, Stars, because none of my Showtime shows are on at this point, but they're coming back. So Sundays, I just feel like it's, you know, I need it to end, but yeah. So that's that. Obviously, I have strong, I have a strong conviction. Is that how you say it? I have, I'm strong in my opinion. 
Okay. I think that's about right. I'm the same way, so I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are we done? Do we need to go into some predictions or did I miss something? I guess the last thing, just to note real quick, is that Blaney had a very, very timely penalty this weekend and got himself moved to the rear for, I believe, they had a bag of ballast, which is like a, which is like a metal that we got to put in the car for weight or whatever it is. They left it in there and the crew chief got, his crew chief got suspended. Yeah, I saw that. That's that. But he also lost his playoff buffer. So he had 2,013 points and they docked him 10 points. So now he's at 203. So now that's why he sits out the playoffs. So that, I think, I guess that's the interesting dynamic with the playoffs is when you have stuff like that happen and then your, your buffer that you work hard for all season kind of gets ruined. Like if it was somebody else, like a Truex or a Harvick, they would have been okay. But Blaney only had one win. So. That'll be something interesting to uh, watch as we get ready for Richmond and Bristol coming up. Here's a quick question for you guys. Do you think it's fair? Because I feel like if it was just a regular season, it's different. But, you know, like the crew chief would have got suspended. Do they deduct points during the regular season as well? well? I guess obviously they do. But, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. But at the end no, of the I day, think it's fair. you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Whether you did it on purpose, it was there. It's fair. It is very fair because that's a dangerous thing. I don't know if you guys remember at Charlotte during the during the 600, um, I think Denny had the same problem. He had ballast that fell out the car. And if something like that falls out the car, I don't think people understand how heavy that is. And then when you add it to a car that's moving fast enough, even a car moving at 60 or 70 miles an hour, it can become real dangerous. Yeah, I know dangerous there was a time. Yeah, it, it hit somebody's windshield before and it destroyed the whole windshield a long time ago. So it's a serious penalty. So that's why they kind of take it pretty seriously. Well, he'll have to put on his big boy pants and win. Yeah. In advance. <laughs> if what, not, he'll be down there with cold custard and <laughs> I said custard, cold custard. And um Maddie D. Maddie D. But you know what? Maddie D may surprise us. He may, he may, well, no, I'm not even going to go there. I was like, he may get his first He man. is good at Bristol. He's good at Bristol, so maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Well, he, yeah, Ryan Blaney, <laughs> he's going to be watching the rest of the playoff drivers along with Cole Custer and Clint Boyer if he don't get it together. Because Clint <laughs> is yeah. just, he made it, but at this point, it doesn't make a difference because he's probably done so. Okay, boys and boys, or gentlemen and gentlemen, it is time for some predictions. Who you got, Renee? It's time for race predictions. All right, so here we go. I'm um, I I have two guys that I wanted to go with here uh, in this particular uh, race coming up, and I'm actually going to go with Denny Hamlin to rebound uh, back from his uh, little lackluster of a day he had uh, this past race. So I'm looking for um, Denny Hamlin to bounce back. And my alternative pick, believe it or not, I'm actually going to go with Joey Logano on this one. Um, Joey Logano just seems to, uh, he's one of those drivers that, you know, he's kind of quiet, always around there. And then when it comes to the playoffs, he, he, he just comes out with a win when you don't, when, when you least expect him to. So I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin as my main winner. And my alternative pick is going to be 
the 22, Joey Lagano. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with him, Kenny. What do you say? So it's funny you mentioned both Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin in the same sentence. And actually, out of the 16 drivers in the playoffs, eight of them have won at Richmond in their time in NASCAR. And that does include Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. So that's pretty interesting. But I mean, Joey Logano, I'm sorry. Both of those guys have won there before. So that's pretty interesting. But for me, as we go to Richmond, I think I'm also going to go with one of those guys who has won in the past. And I'm going with Brad Keselowski as my main pick. I feel like it attracts like Richmond short tracks. Ford has been built for that. So the low downforce package, high horsepower, that should be all, all of them, no doubt about it. And then if I got to go with an alternative pick, I have to pick at least one Toyota because they've won the last four races at Richmond. So I'm going with Denny Hamlin. So those are my picks. I'm sticking to him. What say you, Miss Tam? Keeping it real simple. I'm going with Hamlin for the win. And my alternative at Richmond is Chase Elliott. Wow, right on. That seemed like it was a pretty close call. I thought everybody was going to go with Denny Hamlin or at least one Penske driver. Anyway, those are our picks, you guys. What say you, if you guys have your choices of who you think is going to win? Why don't you send them to us on our social media? You can hit us across the board at Turns No Breaks. Once again, that's across the board at Turns no breaks. We appreciate you listening and supporting our uh, podcast. Thank you so much for Kenny and Miss Tam and myself. We certainly appreciate your support and we'll see you again next week on another episode of All Turns, No Breaks. We're going short track racing this weekend. Let's go. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 